Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 216. This show is brought to you by Jetpack for those real-time backups and PeachPay, who is currently hiring WooCommerce plugin developers. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get started with this week's Woo Roundtable. It all started out with a quote from John James Jacoby and ended up in a full-fledged conversation all around WooCommerce custom tables. Well, and welcome back for another episode of the WooCommerce Roundtable. And I am joined here by Robert and Robbie. It's so nice to see you again. And I'm going to drop in a quote that's from John James Jacoby. And if I if we listen in now on this this quote, and I'll I'll ask a few questions around it. Uh, you know, and that's when we're talking about custom database tables and EDD and WooCommerce. I think to myself, like, we are not building AI. We are not building. We're not launching uh, rockets. We're not launching satellites that uh, have to orbit the Earth. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we're passionate about WordPress, and I love that we all love what we do together. But the majority of the problems that we're solving are really, really <laughs> small potatoes, <laughs> and that we can kind of just make a decision and move on, and it'll be fine either way. Yeah. And uh, I get, I love that we debate about it. I love that we care. And I love that we care about the details and the syntax and the approach and the names and everything. I love it. But we can kind of just pull the trigger and move on and, 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 and solve bigger and more difficult problems. With right. Uh, Robbie, what do you think of it? What's your first, uh, first opinion on, uh, on hearing this? Um, well, I have to say I am 100% in favor of custom tables. So I know that there's a lot of debate around this, but personally I am in favor of it. One, I think it's just coming from other CMS platforms over to WordPress for myself, seeing, seeing how it's done in other platforms where custom tables can be very good for performance. Number one, performance. Second is also just data integrity, having separate tables. I'm all about that. Um, as well as working with things and making things work together. So when I say working together, that's where the other part of his quote, I think, becomes very essential, which is, yes, we need to get on with this. It is not rocket science. We do need to get on with doing this. But do we need a plan? Do we need standards in place? Absolutely, we need that because otherwise it'll become the Wild West, which we see in some other platforms, right? It becomes Wild West. And so then it does make it a little more difficult for plugins to work with each other and, and just with core itself. If you want to, you know, with WordPress, to me, you know, the the the, the core and working with the API is important. So that's why we'll need these standards going forward for custom tables. But yeah, I'm 100% with uh, John James Jacoby and saying, yes, we do need this. Yes, let's move forward. Do we make need to make some decisions before we move forward? Uh, yes. Although here's the thing. Some plugins have already moved forward. So now we set standards. Those may have to go back and touch their work which is okay, I think. And I think those plugin developers would be okay with that because if they had the the future thought to say, I'm moving to custom tables, then they are okay with then making their custom tables work with standards that might be set up now. So I think, I think it'll be a win for everyone. And I am like, yes, it's not rocket science, but you know, rocket science, when we talk about rocket science, it was duct tape that saved Apollo 13, right? So 
the little things count. And so it may not be rocket science, but it is important and we need to figure it out to go forward. But here's the thing. It's um, it's rocket science and that's something you plan for the future. But um, six months ago, WooCommerce turned 10 years old. So that potentially there are WooCommerce stores, 10 years worth of data that certainly now need to fit in in this new database setup. How do you plan for something like that to, you know, to, to make sure that all those, those legacy stores will work and continue to work? Because that's a huge responsibility. And maybe that's also one of the reasons why it took a little while to, for somebody to say, hey, we need to solve this. We need to work towards this. Um, well, I will, I'll answer again, although I'll let Robert talk here in just a minute. Sorry, Robert. Um, I think Robert is finishing his espresso right now. So. That's, that's right. He, he's getting caffeinated up to answer that question. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and yes, is it, will it mean, will it mean that this is a major migration for older sites? It is, it does. That's why planning and making those standards ahead of time can give time for people to create some sort of migration scripts that can work, things like that. I mean, I do think that because they, because the original data is going to be in your old format, that it's going to be, if there's standards set towards where we're going to go, then it's going to be that there's a migration path that can be built, right? Um, is it going to be a tricky path? Absolutely. And the more custom of an older shop is, the trickier it's going to get. And it may mean total rebuilds on some of those, which I know is never what someone wants to hear, but it sometimes is the best thing. And having just gone through a major site move, now it was one platform to another, but still, I mean, I think we had 22 lines of scripting code for our migration, 2,200 lines of code to migrate this data. And, and so, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. You have to bite the bullet. And so, again, I'm still for it. Will it be hard for some? Yes. Do we have to give alternative paths for some? Maybe. But are we just making, are we just delaying ripping the Band-Aid off? I don't know. Um, Robert, if I um, if I can take ask you maybe go one step back and and what's the problem? What is currently the problem? Oh wow! What's currently the problem is that <laughs> when it comes to database, obviously we we're not talking about you know core WordPress WooCommerce uh, data schema and database architecture is 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 a zoo. It's it's you know a, a zoo with no no bars between cages, and so. You know, you're getting lions eating tigers and bears. Oh my! It's that's a great analogy. Thank you. I just get so f frustrated by w w the lack of data modeling and, and architecture in the space. Actually, this rocket science—you need to get all the basics uh, down correct to build anything well, to take someone to the moon, or to build a successful uh, e-commerce platform. And, you know, if someone's working in centimeters and someone else is working in inches, well, you're going to have some really big problems down the line. And because we'll be having this argument every other day then, you know, oh, just just do it this way. Just do it that way. No, WordPress is too big to be goofing around. I, some of these core uh, architectural decisions need to be made uh, in, in a very constructive, thought out manner. And, yeah, there'll be really big fights over the smallest of things. You know, are we going to argue about namespaces? Are we going to argue about, you know, methods? Are we going to argue about, you know, what actually goes into, a, you know, a table? All that kind of stuff. But as WordPress grows and evolves into so many more different areas and uh, use cases, those questions matter even more. And, and they may seem like 
edge cases, you know, oh, I'm just making a blog, so what do I care? Okay, well, you might not care about it because you're doing a blog and there's a million ways to, you know, solve that problem. But more and more of us are using WordPress in, in ways we never thought we would and being able to extend and be flexible with new kinds of business models, new kinds of, uh, you know, application ideas can't be done without, you know, a solid, more computer science driven base. I, you know, if, if we really look at a lot of uh, contributions to WordPress, WooCommerce, the entire ecosystem, you know, if you really thought about how many hardcore CS data people have gone into that and made those decision processes, I, I think it'd be a surprisingly shocking minority of folks who, who really come at it with that kind of background. And, and that's important going into the future. Boy, I used to rail against PHP because it was really easy to develop something in PHP. The problem was it was really easy to develop something in PHP that was good enough. And and we can't sit and say that WordPress can only be good enough if we care about WordPress being relevant in the next five, 10 years. The more you don't want to discuss it, probably the more reasons it needs to be discussed. That's a really good point. Um, but that's, that's open source. It's, it's, you know, you have lots of people contributing to it, but then lots of decisions to be taken in mind. And then, of course, it takes a lot of time for that to be implemented. Um, just back on 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 the the, the database um, experience you've had, Robbie, because you've moved from uh, Joomla to to WordPress, uh, hoping to use WooCommerce for your site. Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, just just talk us through a little bit of that experience and the things that maybe the frustrations that you know the emotional side that <laughs> you had to go through, and you wish things were just a lot different. Yeah, and and you know. That's that's a really big topic. As a matter of fact, I'm actually thinking about making a talk about that whole experience because it was something, let me tell you. But you're talking about this was a site with 11 years plus of history in it, you know, 40,000 user records with historical value and stuff. So it was huge. First of all, when you start moving into WordPress with that amount of data, it's it's tough. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be honest. We're having problems with certain plugins that can't even handle that. If they have to do an operation on our user table now, it just quits. It's like, oh, no, I can't do this, you know? So you're having to pull down off of servers and try and do it local and things like this. And so it's we, we had a lot of problems with it, yes. And actually, I will say WooCommerce we almost in the process abandoned and said, oh, we're just going to do this through the, the the membership plugin itself. But I will say in the end, and we did that whole, okay, pros and cons list here, do we or do we not? And with testing and things like that, we were like, no, you know what? WooCommerce is worth it, even though it's making our job way harder in this whole migration process. The the long-term benefits of using Woo as our payment processor and our and just our store in general for, for memberships because we have other things that we plan on offering. And so it just made sense. And so even though it made it harder in the in in this migration, we knew for future proofing ourselves it was the right thing to do. But yeah, it was a it was a really long haul. It feels even longer, I feel like, one, because we started this process before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit, which just put a screeching halt on that pro- that whole project for, you know, 12 months plus. Then when you go back to working on that project again, it was really like start over from scratch, right? So it's almost like we've done it twice, it feels like, or we definitely started it twice. And so, um, yeah, it still was a long process. I would say, and now we weren't, we weren't able to work full time on this because we, we 
have tons of client work at the same time, right? But even so, if we had been able to, if I could say we set our hours down in in a solid uh, block, it was probably three, four months of solid work. It was just spread out over a longer period because we had other stuff to do. But it was solid work of of a team of us to do that. I mean, because it was just a lot. It was a lot of data. What what are the sort of the lessons you've learned from it, and maybe things advice you would give uh, developers, the, you know, on your on your journey? And I know you you're thinking of writing a, or doing a talk about it, but maybe as a sort of a couple of flavors and takeaways uh, to to mention now. Well, one thing I will say is like we as we were planning, we were doing testing, right? So we were doing testing with the plugins, the mixture of plugins, things that we thought we wanted on the WordPress side of things. And we would go, oh, this is fabulous. This works. It does exactly what we want. Great. And then, like I said, when we moved our, we were testing, but with small amounts of data. And that's where I think, by the way, there's some other problem problems with testing in the WordPress world is a lot of times plugin developers are testing with small bits of data. They're not taking into account the large WordPress sites out there. So they think, oh, everything's working fine. And then it goes to a large site and it doesn't work. And it's because of the amount of data. Yeah, that's not real life. Yeah. It's, it is real life. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And so for us, our testing, we would go, oh, this is perfect. This is going to work, you know, great. And then when we put our massive amounts of data in there, we're like, oh, we need to rethink this because when you put this amount in, of data in there, whether it's courses or lessons or students or historical value on them or whatever, it was like, whoa, whoa, our idea there is a little slow now, you know, and you look at the massive amount of queries that get pulled on a page and things like that. And you're just like, okay, we have to rethink this a little bit. Um, so one of the things I would suggest to someone who is going to be taking a large site migration, whether it be from one platform to an into WordPress or from a word old WordPress to into something new, that if you have large amounts of data, give yourself a large amount of data testing uh, bed as well so that you can test with large blobs of data and know, okay, yeah, this is going to be able to handle it. Because that was where sometimes we would figure out something and then we would go, oh, reverse, let's think this again and figure it out a better way. So that was the main, I would say that was one of our main lessons is that we were, you know, living in the uh, fooling ourselves uh, state there of going, this is great until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, Robert, do you sense an opportunity here? Is there, is there something that uh, hosts can provide in making this whole process a lot easier? Because I know it, one of the big big things, of course, for, for hosts is to the easy migration from, from one to another and, and, you know, owning your data. But now looking at, at large, uh, larger sites uh, where things become so complex. I don't know if it's a hosting problem to solve. Usually, you know, we're further down the uh, decision-making process. Uh, there's certainly an opportunity for third-party providers to to be looking at ways to, you know, even if we look at just migration tools in general, you know, what can what can those be? And when I say migration from, you know, really looking at from one version to another and how to take advantage of those things. Robbie was talking earlier about uh, compatibility break. And I don't know if that's a, a big problem to say because if WooCommerce thinks about it why not you know maintain at least from a security aspect everything going backwards you know sites that haven't updated in 10 years um and in, in, in a lot of that in a lot of their functionality are, are probably not going to do so anytime in the near future i mean there, there are probably now i'm just spitballing numbers but there's probably a, a good percentage of folks 
who like what they have are probably just updating front to end design, just updating their existing products, but they have a, they have an ongoing business and and that's fine for them. They're, you know, they're not dramatically shifting. And, and, it, you know, when you're talking about money, a lot of times it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So as long as security is, you know, in the mix as something that can be done on an ongoing basis uh, by Wu, then, you know, why not have a good break and, and, and really take Wu to the next level and afford new businesses the opportunity to take advantage of the performance, the uh, scalability, the structure and standards uh, of, a, of a new platform. And, and, you know, and there's going to be some that are, that might need that migration. And why not look at that as part of a process and whether that comes out of automatic and woo or, uh, you know, as a third party set of tools, I, I think that affords more opportunity than uh, destruction. I'm just, cause you're not backwards compatible anymore. Uh, I, I think with a, a, as complex of an application as woo, you're just gonna have to bite the bullet at some point and say, you know, the, the the needs of the future outweigh the you know the usage of the past. From from what I understand, the the old way will remain, and it's up to you when you migrate to the new database uh, tables. So that that's the uh, a choice you make as the developer or the merchant or the, the 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 site owner. So I think being backwards compatible is is for sure very very important not to have a uh, complete disaster. Um, Robbie, you were going to chime in with. I was going to say, yeah, I did. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that, Ronald, that, you know, having at least having a time period where you have both options, that gives people time, gives them time to figure out how to move if they're going to move that way. And eventually, probably, I would think the backwards compatibility may have to go away. I mean, maybe not, but I would think it might want to. Um, and I wanted to also comment on Roberts with, because uh, you asked him about hosting and and how, it's just an opportunity for them. I will say um, we relied heavily on our host as we were doing this. And so definitely I see it as a, a great opportunity for a host if they can step in and help their users with this, even if it's just with support on it. Um, obviously having the the servers and the architecture behind uh, to make uh, sites run well, that's obviously important. But just the support level of having it there, it was quite a relief to be able to um, contact our host and, and get feedback and, and help when we needed it. So I do think for hosts, this will this will be something that hosts will need to make sure their uh, support desk are up to speed on uh, with the, the new custom tables and everything. I think uh, that will um, help the host out as well as the end users. The other thing that I wanted to bring up that I don't think we've actually mentioned in this conversation about custom tables. And one of the things that I think it is, as Robert said, we're getting ourselves future. We're getting ready for the future. And that is, I mean, apps, apps are so important and connectivity to other, whether it be other web apps, whether it be internal apps, whether it be mobile apps, having the ability to connect to those is where we're going in the future and custom tables will make that much more efficient. It is not efficient, the current standard old way of let me throw everything into WP Post. I mean, it's just not efficient if you're going to go forward to connect to other apps. It's not. And so we have to do this so that we can make it. So, that, I mean, some people are doing it already, right? We're, some people are already creating. We've had to do it for a couple of clients where we were connecting them to mobile apps from their, their WordPress site. We had to restructure some of the data into tables that we could access properly. And so it's happening. It's just, it needs to be built in and it needs to be standardized. 
Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. We all know the importance of backups for your clients' woo shops. That is why you should consider the Jetpack backup plugin that saves every update and sale in real time. That means you can catch the smallest issue or change when things go sideways. Be on top of it with one-click restore from any backup while you keep your Woo orders up to date. Restore when you need to restore with a one-click restore in their mobile app. All of this saves your customers money because an average single downtime can mean a loss of 9000 bucks. And best of all, Woo and Jetpack are both owned by Automatic, so you can be rest assured of full compatibility. Just head on over to jetpack.com slash backup. PeachPay prides itself on helping your clients increase their WooCommerce sales with Express Checkout. As they reach more of the market, how about joining their team as a developer? There's nothing better than being part of a product that has solid leadership and values around the Woo community. PeachPay is currently hiring developers who have worked on WooCommerce plugins, especially those around checkout and payments, and have experience in core tech, including PHP, TypeScript, CSS, HTML, MongoDB, and AWS services. So take that next step in your Woo development career and check it out at peachpay.app join. Then you can really do the Woo. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Robert, I, I remember you doing a talk and I, I, you have to remind me when you when this was, but you talked about hosts being a service provider. And do, do you feel uh, from, from your uh, viewpoint that hosts are being looked at in providing a lot more service than the traditional, well, here's some space, drop your site in there we'll make sure it it, it remains uh, online that you know host w- being contact for a lot more of these really complex um, like database structures but security and and caching and and is that an opportunity that host uh, embrace as well oh uh, the hosts that care yeah i mean w- w- we're doing something very similar right now that we'll be announcing uh, you know later on this month just just along those lines uh to make sure that Having that commoditized hosting isn't that's it that's a uh, a point of peril. It's a, it's ultimately a weakness if that's all you're relying upon. So you know having let's call it developer tools, developer uh, advocates internally, um, knowing having WordPress experts internally um, really changes the conversation. And knowing how you, one's architecture uh, reacts specifically to different types of uh, you know, applications is critical. Um, I, you know, I, I push back on that on the WooCommerce side because I just I don't think it's a WooCommerce only problem. It's 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 across the board for all sorts of tools and understanding. Uh, you know how databases work. We've had people in our uh, program that you know we've gone through and done uh, you know performance evaluation and said you know you don't need the biggest box. Uh, what you need is you know you need to go semi-headless or at least move the database off to something that's more performant, but the front end is fine. You can, you know, drop that down and you'll see surprisingly that there's a cost savings and a performance improvement. So there, there are a million different ways to skin some cats and it's not always just about throwing more hardware and saying, 
yeah, just ramp ramp that up. I mean, some some behind the scenes consulting solves a lot of problems. I totally agree with that too. Yes. Is that is that the help you you needed as well from your host? There were definitely times where we were hitting performance issues, and so you know, obviously we try to debug and figure out what's going on ourselves. But there were times where we literally were like, "Well, let's just go ask the host and see what they might know." And you know, and they had they had good people who knew and understood WordPress and the the way it worked, and so they were able to say, "Hey, this is what's going on," and you know, whether it was something that was like. Yeah, you could either like, yeah, you could upgrade a plan here to get this, or you could go and figure out how to do this so that it doesn't, you don't have to upgrade your plan. And quite honestly, like Robert said, a lot of times upgrading the plan is not the best answer because even if we'd upgraded the plan, would it have fixed the problem for now? But if you don't fix the problem, if it's something that's exploding and taking up tons of memory, it's like, yeah, I could add more memory and that's going to fix it this week. Well, what about next week? Whenever the site's bigger, it's not going to, it's not a long-term solution. So having the host come back and feed us to say, well, you could upgrade to this, or you could go and find out what's going on right here. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you. And you know, and it wasn't that they told us how to fix the problem necessarily. A lot of times it was identifying where it was because I mean, yeah, we can look at the logs too, but a good host, they know how to really look at logs, right? I mean, right. and they can say, we're looking at this log and we're analyzing it and saying X, Y, Z is where we're seeing a common trend. And we can then go look at our site and go, oh, oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> we forgot we turned on this little plugin that we thought would be really cool and didn't look to see that it is doing uh, you know, a thousand queries per page, and you're like, "What?" So, yeah, 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 and 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 that's so true. I mean, I remember these 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 moments that you get an email from a host to say, "Oh, we're going to turn off your host because your uh, your memory and 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 nodes is, is way too high. You can't, uh, you know, switch off. What's going on? I just installed a plugin, whatever, last week or so." Yeah, to to have that inside knowledge, and 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 it's it's all part of that. And I'm just bringing it back to the to the database and the, the upgrade of, of WooCommerce and the, the, the custom database. And I will say with WooCommerce, I think that you do have to take into a, an extra thought process with your host because it is e-commerce and it is important that you do have a very secure and stable host. You want to make sure that that host does things like supports Cloudflare or something similar, uh, which by the way, Robert, congratulations. I saw the announcement that you guys made at... Uh, at the, uh, where, where were you? Cloudfest. <laughs> Thank you. Cloudfest. I was like, where were you? <laughs> yes. And you. Enterprise Cloudflare at Cloudways announced at Cloudfest. So just, it's the three C's. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, but I mean, that's important. And so, and I will say that's one of the questions that I see. I'm in a lot of different groups out there, whether they're Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever that are WordPress geared. And one of the most common issues that you see from people is, I'm having trouble with my host. Where should I go? This is the biggest question that people have. And and one of the questions that usually comes back, or I will ask if somebody's looking, is do you have e-commerce or not? Because if it if it's e-commerce, to me, that sets it up at a higher level of where you need to go. Yeah, it, it is a totally different beast, of course. I mean, great that uh, you know we 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 identified there's an opportunity. We identified there's there's a way forward and. Do you feel do you feel positive about where where we're heading within WordPress and in, in particular uh, lead, uh, with uh, WooCommerce? Uh, yes, I think we're asking the right questions, and you know it's taken us a while to get there, but I, I think there's some serious thinking about you know how to modernize the platform. You know, we can say it's it's late to the game, but so what? I mean, better late than never, and 
as as WooCommerce looks to hopefully in my book, uh, be more and more part of the greater internet. This is where we have to make these decisions. And yeah, uh, I'm bullish on WooCommerce and this kind of thinking will bring more businesses. I'm thinking from the development side and enterprise side, like, okay, this is now more of a serious product because they're taking it more seriously. So that'll, that'll, that, I hope that reinvigorates excitement in development for the platform because now it's like, okay, we're not just throwing around PHP uh, we're actually working against a, a more solid framework, a more standardized framework that helps me personally in my career because now I really understand WooCommerce and speak of WooCommerce. Um, and then on the enterprise side, that uh, confidence, like, okay, again, this isn't just a, a bunch of hacker kids throwing stuff together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on, on, on this thinking and uh, progress. Absolutely. Um, Robbie, what about you? Uh, yes, I'm... Yeah, no, I... I'm really uh, excited and positive. I mean, obviously, because we just, we, we moved over into it, right? I mean, and there was reasons for that. It was, it was evaluating, you know, everything out on the market right now and where where we get the best features, where also you have the most support. And I mean, there's no arguing with the numbers. If we look at the numbers for WordPress and WooCommerce, uh, there's just no arguing those numbers out there. So that means that there are active people working in that arena, that it is actively being updated. Yeah, we may have a big update that happens here that, that causes some heartache, but that's okay. It is progress. It is moving forward. And I know also, you know, Automatic's always going to get a lot of flack because they are the, the, uh, the captain at the, the steer here. And they're always going to get a lot of flack, but quite honestly, I think that they're doing a good job. And I do think that it is essential that there is someone that is ultimately going to say, no, we have to turn right. I mean, it's always important. Um, they have to, they, I think they do a good job of listening to the community as well. And so they're listening, but yet at the same token, because you're going to listen and you're going to hear a many different opinions, right? And they're going to be very different opinions, but someone has to eventually say, that's great. And we kind of listened to everything and we've looked at this and we said, okay, this is the majority that has the most future proofing too. So sometimes you have to look at that, right? And so then they say, okay, let's go, let's turn left or let's turn right. And I think that that's important. Like I said, I know they, I'm sure they have thick skin at this point in the game, but still uh, I, I do feel like most of the, the big decisions that we see with moving forward like this, I mean, even if we look back to the Gutenberg decision, things like that, they were important decisions. And, um, they did move things forward. Yeah, yeah. So can we conclude that it is maybe not a rocket science, but it is a science to uh, to get it right. And a lot of people do need to get involved, you know, from historians to uh, to scientists planning for the future. But it is it is a communal, it is a community uh, decision. Uh, but eventually somebody will have to say this is the way forward. I think uh, I'm really pleased to have uh, dealt with this topic because it is it is it is the unspoken um elephant uh in the room of database but it is more and more important and i just as my final question to both of you if you need to learn more about databases what's the best way forward if if people are listening and i think oh actually this is such a big deal i do need to find out more what in your opinion is the best way forward to get that knowledge and and um find out more robbie are you by the way doing any calls on databases is that 
I was gonna say, I wish I wish I could say Ronald, it is a plug. Yes, we've got we've got a class that says learn WordPress database schema. No, we do not <laughs> no, have gracious. that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we we don't have that yet, but we do have some that are just literally about learning more about MySQL and and databases in general, uh, which I do think is obviously the core, right? I mean, so learning more about just MySQL, but then yeah, learning more about the I mean, and I think you know, WordPress is pretty well documented, uh, even in their own in, in their own documentation on schemas and such in the way that things are set out. Usually it's harder to find on the plugins. That's what I'm going to say. So like if, you, if you're wanting to work with a plugin that's already moved to custom databases, I wish I could say that we were able to find their schemas easily, but we weren't. And so a lot of times we were analyzing and trying to figure out the schemas ourselves. So that's going to be even harder for someone who doesn't even know MySQL, right? So that's what I'm saying. I think if you really are like, I don't even know what's going on here. and What's a database? <laughs> then you need to learn about databases first. So starting there, just starting at the core. And then if you already do know databases, and this is what I, I, one of you guys mentioned the fact that, you know, a lot of people that are coming into and doing development in the WordPress world didn't have a hardcore data development background. So I encourage if you do have data development background, please get involved because that is always something that will be needed going forward in the future of quite honestly, any, any, any project that has a database behind it really could use those, you know, those true data gurus is what I call them because it starts there, right? I mean, we need that data to be as, as accessible as possible in as many different ways and as fast as possible in as many different ways. And so, you know, please, if you're a database guru, get in there. Um, Robert, I'm hoping that you'll just say, don't worry, hosts will uh, we'll look after you. Don't need to learn all this database stuff. In a future world, uh, all that data will be abstracted and magically handled. Um, I'll, I'll get right on that. It is killing me and I'm in the middle of a move, so I've packed it up. But I have a database book that I have kept for over 20 years on database theories and architecture. And I will try to find it and get that exact title. But even if I can't, uh, go back to old school, and I mean it, 1980s, uh, early 1990s database theory and architecture books. Those principles have not changed. What made databases... uh, useful, valuable, uh, performant, what's in those database uh, architecture theory uh, discussions completely holds. I mean, the the one thing that's, if, if we look at WP Post, again, our favorite, you know, mess of a, a database architecture, databases, all data must be atomic. You don't throw in giant globs of JSON into a cell because that's more than one bit of data. That's not meaningful data. It's only meaningful to uh, someone who knows what that is, that kills performance, kills uh, the ability to uh, flexibly expand upon that data. It's a mess. So really understanding how relational databases work, um, how database theory in general functions. If you want to get into that, I, I cannot recommend, you know, even just picking some random books and, and understanding why databases work the way they are. Forget about the code. It's really the principles of, you know, what made these things uh, useful and, and, you know, power everything today. And I will second Robert saying, go back to the basics. And I'll tie it into rocket science for you guys as well. So NASA, we had the Apollo program, right? And we were going to the moon. And then NASA said, okay, we're going to try to go to Mars next. And then they seemed to flounder. They closed down the space programs, right? Now, 
we're about to, well, actually, they've actually started the next space program, which is Artemis. And guess where we're going? We're going to the moon. Why are we going to the moon? Because we see that as the way to Mars now. It will be the way. So as opposed to going, let's go to the moon. Now let's make a space program to go straight to Mars. That didn't work. They had to go backwards, right? They had to say, let's go back to the moon. Now we can slingshot ourselves to Mars from there. And so going back to the basics, it's it's important in everything, even rocket science. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll leave it to that. That's uh, that's actually a really nice uh, analogy of, uh, of the, the rocket science and database and go back to basics. And thank you both very much for uh, your input. Um, we'll meet again for another WooCommerce Roundtable next month. So tune in for that. See you later. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. For your clients' Woo shops, the Jetpack plugin saves WooCommerce updates and sales in real time. So catch a small issue or change before everything goes sideways. Learn more, go to jetpack.com. And if you are looking for your next career move, consider joining PeachPay as they are hiring WooCommerce plugin devs with experience in checkout and payments. Just head over to peachpay.app slash join. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DoTheWoo, over on our site at dothewoo.io, or on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on doing the woo.